Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Scrapbook. I'm your host, Michele Colonna, and today I have the pleasure of having as a guest uh, Italian artist Giovanni De Benedetto, uh, who hails from uh, the beautiful Friuli region, uh, specifically in the city of Udine. Um, hi, Giovanni, and welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Michele, for inviting me here. Yeah, um, it's been you know it's it's been in the works for a while. I was trying to uh, to get you to come to the show because uh, obviously there's a uh, there's a lot to discuss and specifically uh, the you know the, the the space that you've been operating in and most importantly the technique that you've uh, that that you've developed and that you've become one one of the few in the world you know to uh, yeah. to adapt and to really excel at it. So I'm really. Uh, curious and, and 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 interested in like digging deeper and really coming to terms uh, understanding really what's behind it um you know how uh how you know how it gets done right how the um how the work uh, comes together so um very very much interested in exploring that that, that possibility so um yeah so uh, so giovanni um so you know, uh, let's get right into it, right? In your in your bio, you define yourself as a uh, I think it says it's called clexography, right? Fine gra- uh, fine art artist. Can you walk us through the meaning of uh, of such a definition? Sure. So I define myself as a clexography fine art artist because during the last fourteen years. I focus my artistic research using a specific technique called clexography. That is the art of making images starting from ink blots. So since 2009, I developed uh, a creative process based on action painting, digital photography, and post-production. And this uh, creative process allows me to obtain what I named augmented clexography paintings. So the... Uh, so two things: uh, the the action portion. When so when you refer to action painting, right? Because it's definitely part of the definition. It's part of the equation, right? Like, yeah. what is the specific act? Uh, you know, what I'm trying to say of 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 you know that encapsulates the the action painting aspect of the technique. So um, first first thing first, I'm when I, I have to start to 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 work on a new premature artwork. The first thing I do is to clear up my mind as much as possible, to not be biased or influenced course, yeah. by any preconceived idea. Then, and, and there is the, the action painting uh, features that you mentioned, then I throw the paint onto a black cardboard. And the, the action is exactly this, and that's only this. And um, if you want, I can... Go further to explain the yeah please we we are we are yes. we have the all hour and 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 more it's it's okay. uh, you know, have, there's no time limit on this podcast uh, you know I like okay. I like to say that I uh, you know we like to peel the the layer of the onion in this podcast we really like to go d- uh, you know deep down uh, into the you know the, the the meaning of the work so feel feel free to expand as much as you as you like beautiful so I threw the paint onto a black cardboard and then I folded it into now is um, um, I'm sorry sorry to interrupt uh, Giovanni but is black uh, is the black cardboard a an artistic choice or is it uh, a functional choice or is an artistic choice yes okay. and it's okay. one uh, of the main differences uh, 
compared to the famous Rorschach test, but I want to talk it talk about it uh, later. <laughs> sure, sure. So um, I fold the the cardboard in two, mm-hmm. and then I, with my hand, with my hands, and guided by my instinct. I blind shape on purpose the paint through the black cardboard. And this is a, a key point of the whole process because in this phase, I try to establish a connection with the matter and I try to follow its path until the point it can reveal itself before my eyes. And you, you object, the objects of, of this um, of this revelation is the form that constitutes a work of art. So basically, if I succeed to establish this connection, when I open up the cardboard, I recognize a mix of anthropomorphic or zoomorphic figures, or at least organic forms. And then I shoot it with my camera. And I do this for two specific reasons. The first one is to magnify the textures that the arbor is made of because right. all, all the premature, uh, uh, all the original paintings that they call matrices is rigorously a four size. So they are quite little. And uh, thanks to photography, I can print it bigger and uh, make the beholder dive into the artwork and so into the textures. And the second reason is that uh, through photography, I can immortalize the moment when the paint is still wet, making the artwork eternally fresh. Mm, A lot of time when people have the chance to compare the the original uh, painting and the final print, very often they struggle to uh, relate both because the visual power is very, very different. The original painting is dried and seems dead, while the, the, the final printing uh, seems alive because it is it, wet and, again, eternally fresh. That's why, that's why I coined the term augmented classography paintings, because they are original classography paintings obtained through the process, but visually augmented, visually enhanced by digital photography. Right. And it's interesting, though, Giovanni, because it's almost like retroactive in that you're, when you're capturing a photography, right, you, you're, 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 you're freezing a moment in time prior to the, to the actual, you know, the, 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 the media, the paint, you know, to dry, right? So you are almost capturing it uh, before, you know, like you said, you know, once it, once it dries, right, the actual, the actual uh, physical work is not as interesting, right, as the as the photography when you were capturing when the when the when the paint was still was still wet, right? So you catch that yes. viscosity, right? That sort of a luminosity, right, that comes with the, with the paint, right? Most of the time, I I introduced this um, the aspect of my work starting in two thousand nineteen, so ten years after the beginning, um, because um, sometimes for technical reason I'm not able to freeze this moment. But most of the time, since 2019, uh, I I try to, to 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 catch to catch this moment. Yeah, and what equipment do you use? What 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 camera equipment do you use to shoot it? It's uh, an old cam, an old Canon camera. Oh really? <laughs> but the, yes, yes. But the 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 lens is quite good. It's a, a macro lens. 
indeed, uh, in from 2020, I start to to took macro shots of uh, the original painting because before right. 2020, I shot just just one shot per artwork. Right. From 2020, I ideally divide with my camera the original painting, and uh, I took the number of macro shots that as the um, as the number of uh, the autofocus. So two by two in post-production, I compared them and I delayed, erased the part not in focus. So at the end, I obtained um, ideally super high-defined section of the artwork and then I assembled them all together. Oh, wow. And uh, yes, because one of my aim has always been to be able to print it bigger as much as possible or display it uh, bigger as much as possible. Again, to create this uh, diving uh, feeling to the beholders, to to immerse uh, themselves into the artwork. Yeah. And uh, Giovanni, the just to get an understanding of scale, the the the, the painting themselves, well, the paint, the, yeah, the, the the physical work, right? The uh, the card, the black cardboard with uh, with the ink blots, right? What what size do you work off of? So the the, the original painting is rigorously A four size, and the, A four A four okay A four gotcha okay A A four yes yeah. just uh, common co- common size paper <laughs> yeah, and then I <coughs> sorry I printed bigger like uh, uh, one meter and a half for one meter for example. Okay. So the difference is quite big. Right, right. If compared. And and do you consider the do you consider the physical pieces as companion pieces to the to the to the photograph or are they do they live um, um totally independent of each other? Um the original paint. Sorry, sorry. Tell me. No, I was saying. Meaning, is there is there is there a, a, a you know a, a relationship between the two as mm-hmm. far as uh, as far as existing after the work is completed? Do they exist as a as 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 a pair, or are they, or or does the photography become the actual uh, the actual work of art? You know, you understand, understand my question? Yes, of course. So, um, in the promoter context. Um, the definitive piece of art is the file that I get, mm. but uh, the I consider the um, the original painting a matrix, a matrix to be augmented to photography. I used to not uh, put on the market uh, the original painting. Right now, I am. I just try with the uh, gallery galleries that uh, I work with. Uh, to put ju- just three of them on, on Artsy, but uh, the the main artworks uh, are the the photo uh, photographic fine art prints. Gotcha. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. So it's it's so you you do you call it you call it the matrix, right? And uh, it's almost like the yes. mold, right? It's you almost it's almost like a, a, a you know uh, the the dig, the mold, right? That uh, that you yes. work off of, yeah. So. Okay, that's very interesting. So, so Giovanni, if I understand it correctly, right, Premature is the umbrella project, right, under which all the AKP works are grouped, right? Um, can yeah. you share with the audience what is at the root of Premature and, and most importantly, what is its intent as a project, as an art project? If, 
again, if I define the one root of uh, of parameter, I will say that my artistic research is focused on revelation rather than creation. I took the chance to explain a, 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 again this concept. Um, basically, the, again, the key point of, of, of the process is where I establish the connection with the matter because, yes, it's the, the symmetry that gives the coherence to the forms. But if I, I not establish this connection, what I get is just an inkblot. There is no visual power. There is no uh, organic coherence. So that part uh, is is crucial. And uh, mm, I found a way to manifest the matter through these textures, but creating completely new and, I would say, alien, unknown creatures never thought or designed before that process comes in. Is it, uh, is it right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it makes perfect sense. And, um, but, but the, the body, the, the body of work, the premature, right? Is it, is it, that's your umbrella project, right? Under all, uh, which each work gets, uh, sort of, let's say part yeah. under, right? Um, it's right. It's, and it's an ongoing, right? Like it's, is it going to continue to, um, how should I say it, uh, uh, you know, host more and more of these of these works, or uh, or does premature become a different project? You know, say in in a month from now, or or somewhere in the near future. You understand my question? Do you mean uh, possibly new iterations of right? Correct, correct, correct. Okay, so <clears throat> I would say I don't see new new iterations because the premature artworks are augmented clexography paintings and the clexography paintings are the premature artworks. So these two terms are really intertwined, are really mm. interconnected to each other. But uh, of course, if you see if you see the first premature artworks compared to, to the latest, you can clearly see the evolution. You you perceive that always me behind but in the, in a different way. I, I invite you to to check, uh, and also, of course, uh, those who are listening to check my my website. Of course, I don't I don't put all my artworks uh, on on mm-hmm. the website, but uh, they are divided by years, so you can see the the premature from two thousand nine to two thousand eleven, two thousand eighteen, two thousand thirteen, fourteen, eighteen, nineteen. So you can see the evolution. Right. Okay. So, so with that in mind, so are they all considered part of the premature collection? All, all, the, all them, the all yes. the all the different year, all the different editions, all the different years, they are right. Yes. 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 So, so my question is then: uh, is you know, is there going to be uh, two thousand twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, or do you move on to? Uh, a, a different concept, a different idea, maybe using the same technique, or or the technique is just one hundred percent bound to the, um, you know, to the premature, uh, you know, AKP. I will say the latest. I actually, while I started exhibiting the the premature artworks, I was studying music, so. Mm. 
there is no Prema 2 in 2015 or 16 or 17, for example. Right. There's a gap between 2014 and 18, but I consider all, uh, all, part, of, all part of the same project, but where the, the technique is uh, further developing uh, along the time. Hmm, interesting. And um, Giovanni, how did you how did you stumble upon it? How did you how did you come about the you know the the, the technique, right? The the the, uh, the process. And I mean, you're you're one of the few, right, working in this space in this mm -hmm. uh, specific um, you know discipline. And I was curious, like, how did how did you uh, how did you come across it? <laughs> I, I would say digging inside myself, <laughs> literally. Because um, at the beginning, I, I started to do this kind of work for, as a background of my really first uh, um, artistic project. It was an art book, a one-one art book. And then I paste the, the photographic print onto these, uh, uh, these sheets uh, of, of the book. Instead of having a blank sheet, uh, you, you will see um, a premature. But then I, I, I figured out that I wanted to dig this, uh, this technique further. But the way I found it just... Uh, I take the chance to, to say one thing. That mm, I, I mentioned that uh, when I started to exhibit Primature, I was studying music uh, and so on. In 2000, at the beginning of 2019, I chose to quit playing live. And I, I chose to uh, dedicate my, my artistic life to, to the Primature artworks. And I did it. Of course, um, I really missed the stage. Because uh, I was born as a, as a performer, rock performer, I play electric guitar, so I miss the stage. But uh, I, I did it because uh, I want to make people discover my work, reflect themselves on it. Uh, and I believe Premature can make uh, uh, a difference in a way. Well, I will try. And what I'm carrying on, uh, it's not just like uh, folding a paper into and, and uh, see what's... Uh, What's come out? What I'm carrying on, it's an idea. And uh, this idea is to discover, to reveal the, the unknown thanks to the most inner part of ourselves and not delegating it to external devices because it's, it's what happened to me. I, uh, coming back to your question, I dig into myself without any preconceived idea. And what I found out is something new and something unknown. Mm. Because you do, you do, you do describe it, or yeah, describe it as a uh, as an. It is experiential in a way, right? And it does require an interpret an interpretive uh, uh, input from the from the from the audience as well, right? Because it is about a yes. revelation, right? It reveals itself. So we asking the the viewer, right, or the collector, or, or yeah, whoever to uh, to interpret it with their own right, with their own perception of the work, right? Like you said, you'll you know you 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 you've experienced sort of uh, 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 you know viewing a, a, a uh, one of your works, having. Um, having uh, you know a, a different sort of a perception than maybe 
um, uh, another person experiencing, right? And and pointing out things that maybe you don't see, right? I remember I, f- I forget which art, uh, which work I was uh, looking at, and there was some commentary where you know you 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 mentioned like you know seeing something in it, and then the um, the view, uh, the other the other uh, uh, individual that was uh, looking at the work mentioned seeing like a, a I think it was like a ghost uh, figure or something on one of the on one of the spans, right? So th- there is this sort of like subjective interpretation, right, of of the work itself, right, because of this amorphic uh, shape, right, of the ink blot, right? Yes. Mm. Mm. What I described uh, uh, right now. Uh, in, from the beginning of this inter- interview is the relationship that I have with the process and with my work. But the, um, we say one of the aim and, and the power of my work is what you already said, that is uh, um, embracing uh, different perspectives, different point of view at the same time. So, um, for example, when uh, sharing, when people share their vision to me, okay, mm-hmm. I it's like putting myself in uh, in their shoes, and uh, this uh, operation creates a, an empathy. It's something, for my humble opinion, it's uh, missing right now. <laughs> yeah, in the, in, the, in these times, and uh, if I. I succeed to see what the other people see. I change completely forever the the, the 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 view of my of my own really? work because really I, wow. yes, because I I still <laughs> I still see what I see the, what I have seen at the beginning, adding right. the vision of the others. And for me, this is uh, this is amazing, and this is why I, I keep. Uh, I keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess, do you, I mean, would you define it as a as a shared experience between the artist and the um, and and the viewer? Yes. Is is mm, of course uh, if you if you if you stare at a premature in front of a premature artwork uh, together with other people and you do this uh, this thing, yes, it's a sharing process, of course, and enriching in a way. Because maybe I can I cannot see exactly what the others see, for example. Sometimes right, I, right. But sometimes not. But I per, I figure I, I figure out a bit how the other sees reality. Yeah, it's almost a prompt for the revelation of one's inner self, in a way, right? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I said it's almost a prompt, right, for prompt. the revela- <laughs> for the for the revelation of one's uh, inner self, right? Because it, it you know it brings the person, oh. it brings the subjective in in each in each uh, in every single viewer, right? Uh, with you know with yes. its own set of reactions and uh, and and visions of what they see. Yes, it could be defined also in this way, of course. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> The thing is, as like a prompt is uh, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and now back to the 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 the, um, uh, the form aspect of the project. So, of the technique more than anything, can 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 the can the technique be decoupled from the Rorsak iconic shape, or is it joined at the hip with it? So, um, 
Before uh, answering your question, I take the chance to make a point about the relation between klexography and uh, the, and Rorschach. So, klexography wasn't born with uh, Hermann Rorschach. Klexography dates back in 18th century with the the German uh, writer and poet Justinus Kerner, that was created as the f- first person who started to develop further uh, this technique. Then in the in the 20th century, at the beginning of the 20th century, Hermann Rorschach used klexography to uh, create his famous uh, psychiatric test. The, one of the main differences between uh, the Rorschach test and premature artworks is that in the Rorschach test, the color is very watered down. And uh, the, the, the shape doesn't have uh, mm, the textures that the, the premature artwork has. And this is very important for me because I've, I've, been, uh, I've been always driven by the curiosity to study what's inside these textures. And that's why in, uh, at some point of my, of, my, of my life, I start to uh, do macro shots. Because the, the aim was, was, has been always to dig into these textures. And I've been always very curious about, about them because they are primordial patterns. We can find them in, in nature, in the macro and the micro realm. For example, the form of a lightning, the, the, the shape of the veins of the leaves, the corals, and so on. But I find out a way to make reveal the matter through these textures, but revealing, creating out of nowhere forms that are that are aliens to our, to, to to us, forms that are unknown. And of course, we again we mm, decipher it in a coherency. But again, it's, it's everything is connected. It's coherent because the connection that I, that I established. Because, the, yeah, so, uh, yeah, because the connection you established, that's right. It's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Everything is, co- is uh, con- uh, interconnected. Yeah, and it, and it is about the richness of the textures, right? And, and sort of like capturing those like those nooks, the, you know, the crevices and the, and the folds and the, and, you know, and the mounts, right. That the, that the paint forms. Right. And, uh, and then obviously coupled with the, you know, the viscosity, the viscosity or the, the, the wetness, right. Of the paint, it just creates this mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, this really, really sophisticated and really gorgeous, um, um, you know, kaleidoscope of like, of, 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's, you know, one has to, has to experience it, you know, to really, really get a full understanding of the, of, of the beauty of the, of the, uh, of the technique of the art. Right. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And an- another thing that I want to add uh, is that Rorschach tests are deliberately um, abstract forms while I'm seeking uh, the organic coherence. That's another, another hmm. uh, thing. But for the most part, I mean, they, you know, um, when I was, you know, referencing the Rorschach uh, uh, iconic shape, right? Um, my question was, you know, for the most part, right? Does the uh, the work itself, because of because of the actual process uh, uh, that you know that you have to undergo to create these works, right? Um, 
it can only the the, the finished the, the finished uh, art right can only look can only come from like sort of that that neighborhood of 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 um, um of how it looks right because that's just what the process that's all the process can do right is create this sort of like symmetrical shape that we you know we recognize it as you know from the Rorschach uh, test right but I'm saying it cannot veer too far from that is that correct or or not. This is it's not correct because uh, mm, there is the the action painting feature right gives uh, a completely randomic uh, uh, randomic um, feature again yeah. to the to the process. So uh, you maybe you refer to the classic uh, bat bat or right 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 this action painting uh, but is inherent uh, of the cryptography there is no one one or two shapes there are infinite infinite shapes infinite really because it depends on the the intensity of the matter Um, actually I start to to um, grading the, the intensity of the matter from zero to, to five, something like that. I, I did it for my manifold editions. And uh, yes, so going back to, to your question, the, the possibilities are quite uh, infinite and, uh, and random. On oh, wow. okay. And, and what is the media? Is the media, is it paint or is it ink? Or what, what is the actual media that you work with? Uh, at the beginning it was white paint because I for 10 years <laughs> nine years I used only um, white paint on black cardboard and then uh, they get a chance of uh, um, artist residency I took part in Berlin uh, I started to, to to use colors like uh, red uh, and together with gold mm, and uh, during this uh, this uh, residency i started to use acrylic oh okay so acrylic interesting okay mm-hmm. so yeah. so it's a i mean the, the the physical work is acrylic on on cardboard right yes and, then and it, if you mm-hmm. and if you see on the on the the side of the of the of the original painting you can you can see that the spikes that uh, um, the, the acrylic uh, does because these spikes uh, is created uh, from the, un, uh, the the unfolding and unfolding gesture. Interesting. Which you, I guess you can only see, you can only experience that through uh, acrylic, right? Not through um, oil, oil paint, or any other um, uh, right form of paint, right? I'm honest, I never tried oil paint. But right. uh, one thing, of course, uh, the white, white paint uh, creates another kind of effect. It's much more two-dimensional, while acrylic uh, creates a three-dimensional uh, effect. Right, and right. This is uh, really... Um, you can see it clearly if you compare, for example, the collection of 2018 uh, together with 2019, it's it's completely different. The visual effect, right, right, right. 
and the and the photography element of the project, right? Of the of the work, right? Uh, what is your preferred um, your preferred medium? Are you printing on? Uh, is it a C print? Is a what um, what type of print do you typically use? I, I used to print it, uh, print them uh, on uh, Animule Barita paper. Oh, Animule Barita, yeah. yeah. Yes, th- there is a reason. I made a lot of research <laughs> before uh, ending to say, okay, this is the direct paper because to get um, thanks to the, the Animule Barita or Barita in general, yeah, I get uh, uh, deep, deep blacks. <laughs> together with shiny colors. Yeah, and I'm assuming a, a, a gloss, right? A gloss finish is probably what you're going for because you want to, you want to portray that uh, that wetness, right? That sort of uh, viscosity, yeah. right? Yes, the, the thing is this is a semi-gloss because the glossy is, is very reflective. And uh, right, Barita right. Is, is the right mix because uh, it's semi-gloss, so it's not reflective at all. But you can see the the shiny right. and bright colors. So you 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 catch both birds in one stone, right? Because you you're you're still getting the wetness, you're still getting the uh, the, the the shiny uh, uh, right uh, um, uh, advantage of the of the of the gloss right finish. However, you're not getting the reflection that uh, that the full gloss gives you, right? Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I started to experiment with with other. Um, other kind of uh, of printing and for example for my um, nft uh, one one nft on ethereum i um, i pair i pair them with a with an exclusive print on uh, um, metallic paper and it's not inject print right. but uh, chromogenic print is it is different and yes in this case it's uh, it's um, it's reflective, but uh, it is okay. Yes, but uh, you can see other features that uh, the fine art print doesn't have. For example, this 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 metallic effect. It's 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 amazing. It's right. amazing. So, would, but you would you you would you would lean towards the barita though the Hanimul barita option better as as a better um, solution, right? The main, the main, uh, the main printing are on an emulator barita. Yes, mm-hmm. also because it's fine art. It lasts right. so it's archival uh, more paper, than yeah. Yeah. seventy-five years and so on. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so, Giovanni, so what does your career progression arc looks like? You know, um, do, do you continue expanding on premature, or do you look at finding new iter- new iterations of AKP? I'm gonna say I actually right now I, I'm working on a lot of projects, but uh, that I cannot talk about right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they involve premature, and um, I mean I I always set goals, and once I achieve them, I'm, I'm looking for new ways to spread my work as much as possible. Um, Again, maybe I already answered this question that the the that the premature and AKP are really uh, are not interchangeable, are really interconnected. Right, right. So, to to the extent that you'd be working on AKP, 
uh, you'll be working on premature. You know, one comes with the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> I, uh, I took the chance to, to to say this. There are two um, um, derivatives projects from Premature, and I dedicated my object profile to them. To them. The, uh, the first one is called uh, Obliquium, is the merge of the, the word uh, Oblivion and Equilibrium. And uh, it's a project that investigates how these two, two concepts uh, can visually coexist. So I, I, I take uh, premature artwork and I manipulate, manipulate it digitally, but also by hand. Uh, in order to to get um, a a kind of cycle form that uh, deals with the the topic of the the project. And the second one is uh, so far only AI experiment uh, I did for uh, an installation uh, I I did in uh, Funkhaus, Berlin in uh, October 2021. And uh, compared to now, to what is uh, AI now, it's really primitive because uh, I, um, there, there were no prompts involved in the process. I just selected uh, uh, some premature artworks and I fed a style gun to, to with, with, with the selection. The outcome is uh, it's very interesting because... Uh, mm, <laughs> The, the AI digested these my works and uh, sp- and uh, spitted something that is very related and inherent to to, to premature. That wow. is uh, alien forms, fleshy, fleshy forms. Um, so I some of so, them. So, I, so was your reaction? Was your reaction one of wonder, one of like surprise, one of like disappointment? Like, uh, because obviously it was a very raw feed, right? You just fed it the art, right? Without any, um, yeah, like you said, without any prompt, right? Any prompts. Yeah. So, so what was, what, what did you, what did you make of the outcome? Uh, at the first glance, uh, I was, um, um, a bit scared, honestly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm being I'm being replaced as an artist by a machine. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's not the thing. It's because the the for me the, the beautiful thing about this experiment is that the the AI created a new kind of aesthetics. Mm. You. If you don't know there is a primitive art behind, you would never think about it. Yeah, it's um, the, it created a very, uh, really a new kind of aesthetic out of my of my premature artwork, and mm. uh, but uh, at the same time, it relates to the this uh, alien unknown uh, uh, feature. Yeah. Crazy. So, th- so these two additional uh, works or projects are they are they on the website? Can they where can they be? Um, scene uh, i dedicated my object profile on uh, for to, to these two to two projects so you mm-hmm. you can go on an on object, on object? Uh, okay. type premature and okay. you see 
So both the AI. The pieces that they minted. Yeah. What yeah. was the name of the first one? Uh, what, how would you define it? Was uh, Obliquium? It was because uh, it's a combination of Oblivion, of Equilibrium, and what was the other element? Oblivion? Yes. It's the match yeah. of Equilibrium and Obliv Oblivion. Oh, oh. Oblivion. Okay, so oblivium. Oblivium and equilibrium. <laughs> yeah. So the and so they both. You said they both and the and the AI project as well. They're both on object, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I took a chance to experiment. Yeah, I can't wait to um, check it out. Yeah, yeah, sounds very interesting. Um. So on the exhibition front, so you've been pretty busy on the exhibition front because it's it's a pretty long list there, and you've been very very active showing your work. Um. For quite a while. I mean, you you did LA recently, right? Was were you part of a, of a show there in in Los Angeles? Yes, actually, it was yesterday that I found out that. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, that recent. Wow. Yeah, yeah. A, a work on mine that I just released on a new platform called the Xverso. You know, created drop. Oh, so it's through Xverso. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Actually, I chose the piece on Xverso because it's really fresh. But uh, it's not uh, directly related to Expresso. Uh, it's a, the Crypt Gallery that uh, chose the, the piece that I submitted. And uh, it could be um, showcased along the whole month of March on, in, in LA in, uh, at uh, Dream Hollywood. So, mm. yes, this is just one, uh, the, the latest, but probably I. I already have scheduled one in June. It's a group exhibition in, uh, at Ninfa. And uh, if the the thing goes in the right direction, probably I will have uh, another, another <laughs> I would say for me, it's very important show in, in March this month, but I don't want to, to, uh, to say something further because it's not definitive. <laughs> Right, right, right. And this would be in uh, in 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 the Milan location, and Info, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, so with that in mind, uh, Giovanni, so how do you, how do you get your work in front of the people that you know that make these decisions? You know, curators, whatever, uh, gallery owners. Like, how do you how do you get your work out there and to participate in these in these exhibitions? For you know, this would be for you know for those artists that are studying out and understanding. Uh, how, you know how to promote it, not not just on social, but how to get to really the people that matter that are going to make the decisions that are going to land your work uh, on, a, on a on a on a show, right? Whether it's a solo mm -hmm. show or a group show, uh, how do how do you personally go about it? One thing that um, from my <laughs> experience so far, I've seen that makes a difference is that to to have a good portfolio to present that is organized, that is uh, on point, that there's a coherence between, uh, among, sorry, among the, the artworks you selected. So having um, a good statement, a project statement, a good um, artistic statement also, and a, a visual coherence to uh, among the, 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 the piece you selected is crucial. And also, um, uh, each one of us has to um, find their personal, their own way to present themselves in the proper way. Because uh, the art field is amazing, I guess, because there they are rules, but uh, 
you can work between the, these rules. And uh, yes, of course, uh, mm, I will say find people. I always try to find uh, the right people that can understand what I do. And if I if I found them, uh, the the feedback is is mutual. So there is a, immediately there is a, a connection. A, a connection. Yeah. Sorry, Michele. Yeah. I have a doubt because when you talk, I see the 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 the, the waves in the right, right, right. I see I see the signal. Why yeah. I don't see I, I don't see the signal while I speak. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, trust me, the signal is there. It's loud and clear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, w- no, no. I was fainting oh, right no. now. <laughs> no. 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 You're there. You're there. You're there. I see it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and, and now it was like really loud. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. No, no worry. No worry. Um, so, so is your 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 approach, uh, Giovanni? Is it more is it more proactive or is it more reactive? Meaning. Do you put yourself in front? Do you make the effort of putting yourself in front of uh, curators or art directors or gallery directors or show directors or whatever that is, and uh, and you know and pursue those opportunities by just you know uh, you know approaching these uh, these individuals, or do you res- or do you is your approach more like sort of like responding to um, you know eventual requests that, that come your way for a potential show because maybe they, they they've come across your work or they've they're familiar with your work or whatever. I would say mm, last year, since last year was like uh, I, I I was reaching out to to people. Now maybe because uh, I I took part last year really I took part in in, in many shows and uh, also in many. Um, Publication, really releasing magazine and so on. I start to 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 receive some opportunities, some calls from people that are interested in my work. So yes, since last year I was uh, like me reaching out, and now I am really happy to to receive uh, some calls, right. some emails of people that I esteem. That's right. the, the, the most important thing, the most important part. People I think that, yes, yeah. uh, ask me to, to, to join some situation and so on. And like, for it's example, the, ex, the Exverso opportunity that presented itself to you, mm-hmm. right? They came to you, right? Mm, what do you mean? The, the, well, your participation in it, right? Was it triggered by you reaching out to them or they're reaching out to you? No. I know. It, for example, that's one. That's one example of what I'm saying. That uh, the the CEO and curator uh, So Jung Kim Wexler reached uh, out to me through Instagram because she ah. she saw the my Instagram page, my feed. And I can say she she was really interested in collaborating with me, and uh, they proposed a, a call. And in that call, uh, after um, understanding uh, my work, the process, and so on, uh, she proposed to me to do a creator drop. So 
yes, that, that's how it uh, it went for experts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I want to touch on the, on your uh, on your musical background, right? Because you, you actually come from that uh, that space, that world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I wanted, you know, I'm I'm curious as to what role it plays today, like in your life, right? Um, as a completely surrender to art making, or are you still, you know, you're still involved in the in the space in the music space. Surrendered is uh, is the, <laughs> is the right word because uh, yes, yeah, our art is a bully. <laughs> art, art, exactly. is, art is a big Sorry. bully. It takes over. <laughs> right now, I um, I have um, a tough re- relationship with music. I listen a lot of music while I I, I work and producing, or also in my leisure time, because I am um, uh, a record collector. So in the evening, I used to play some records, and yes, right now. Again, I miss I miss a lot of the stage. I miss the stage. I miss to to perform live on stage. Uh, and I I, I just uh, compose the music for my animated work. That's oh, wow. the the relationship that I, that I have right now with music in terms of production. I I make some design for my for my animated work. I hope one day to to bring it back to my life music live music especially but uh, firstly i want to to reach uh, a level that i have in mind with my work primarily mean. right right you want to establish yourself establish yourself as a first and foremost as a as a um as an artist, right, and then uh, eventually, you know, yes. kind of pick up the music uh, strain again. But uh, uh, so, f- your, your musical background. So it was it was actually as a performer, right? So you 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 composed and performed music. Yes, yes, and uh, in Berlin, I I I worked as a, a session musician of a rock band for almost oh. two years. Oh really? Okay, I did not know that. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned Berlin, then we got to ask about the uh, the the Berlin experience, right? And most important, like the the impact of that you know that experience has had on you personally, on your art. Uh, and Berlin, you know, carries uh, you know quite the weight, right? For I remember in the eighties, it became the uh, well, not the eighties, towards the end of the eighties, early nineties. As a lot of you know, New York was going through a um, sort of a um, what's the right word? A gentrification where you know yeah. the the downtown was making way for you know super expensive apartment complex and you know Chase banks popping up on every corner and Starbucks taking over uh, and essentially you know changing the, the the character of the city. A lot of the artists, you know, a lot of the artists that I knew personally left New York and a lot of them went to Berlin. So. Uh, and you know Berlin still had that uh, you know it had that East Village kind of uh, uh, look and feel to it, uh, but also from the economics uh, of it, in that you could you could rent a you know a studio for like you know five hundred bucks and 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 make art right um, with that you know the added pressure that you know you you would have had in New York. Um, so 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 Berlin is on the map as far as the. 
um, you know, legitimate place for for art creation for an art community, right? So there's always been, um, obviously, because of the uh, you know, the affordability factor, right? So it's always been a magnet for a lot of the American, you know, contemporary artists. So, so I just I was just curious, you know, to hear your your side of the story and kind of understanding what your experience was like in uh, in Berlin, and if and if you saw that, if you noticed that, if you experienced that. Okay, so when I moved there, it was the end of what you are just saying, because I see all these features that characterize Berlin from the from nineties to I mean before COVID, but after COVID, gentrification got wild. And uh, yes, the, the the same dynamics uh, apply to to New York. Uh, yeah, you, you 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 see in, in Berlin, the the cities, the city I mean Berlin is changing really almost every day. I just talked about about it with my a friend of mine that lives there, still lives there, <laughs> and I ask, uh, how is the city? And uh, he replied, "It's changing almost every day, and this this gentrification is, uh, is is quite wild. Because, for example, I remember paying for a kebab or a falafel wrap uh, to two bucks and a half. Now it's six euro. Wow! Well, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so yes, I mean." Without those, I spent seven years in Berlin. Without those years, I wouldn't be the same person yeah. uh, today. Mm, I, I had a lot of different experiences in different fields. But honestly, I always felt that uh, that wasn't the ultimate city of my life. I spent my life, all my life there. But uh, I'm... Again, without those years, for example, I wouldn't have been able to have this interview in English because before before right, moving right, right, there, right. I, I didn't yeah, know the language. Yeah, it's quite it's quite it's quite international, right? In in um in in spirit, right? In 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 essence, right? The the city, right? There's yeah. very there's very much an international community there, right? Yes, yes. I uh, I almost I always. Talking in, in English in in Berlin, and yeah. uh, yes, I Berlin made me grow as a person, as an artist. Uh, discover what's outside Italy, in the world. Uh, I really miss uh, the feeling to be abroad, honestly, because mm. I come back one one year, one year and a half ago, and uh, I miss the the feeling of be abroad. But yeah, right I mean, now it's, it's it's a good challenge to oneself, right? To 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 you know to mm-hmm. to personal growth too, right? Because it's uh, you know it's there's more reliance on one's own wits, right? On uh, one's own capabilities, right? And, and yeah, uh, you know, in a way it brings out the best in you. Yeah, since uh, the end of December, I start to to go back and forth from my hometown to Milan because uh, I'm. Uh, from October to January, I exhibit in a gallery called Habart there, and I take the chance since I have three of, uh, three of my my work 
in, in, in the gallery still, the gallery, I took the chance to start to network a bit in Milan and Milan is uh, it's very international. For example, mm. I, uh, I met on 10 people that I met or uh, let's say eight people that I met, two of them, one artist, one curator are, uh, are not Italian. Um, wait, two out of 10 you said? Sorry? Two, two out of 10 were not Italian? Two out of eight, let's say oh, two out of eight, two out of, okay. uh, they are not Italian. So when you walk on the street, uh, you you hear people speaking English or you know other yeah. languages. Um, I like that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Different experiences, right? People coming from different backgrounds. Uh, you know, it's it it, it, it makes the space more. In, it makes the city or the place more interesting, right? And you know, it's why New York was 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 always like that, right? Because it was always the the magnet. It was the draw of not only the uh, you know, the talent from all over the country, right. That, uh, were, you know, be attracted to it, but also the international components. It was, it was always this, um, this amalgam of, of, of culture or backgrounds. And, uh, and the result was this really amazing, um, you know, um, expression, right. Of creative expression in, in the form of art. See, the problem with, see the problem with New York, for example, is that you in the, you know, in the eighties, in the, maybe I would stretch as far as the nineties, you know, listen, you could go and be a billionaire. You can go and live, you know, from 57th street up, right. Or even 40, 40th street up. It was all yours, right. Park Avenue, Madison Avenue. You can have your, your penthouse apartment on Park Avenue and, and never see, and never need to see downtown. And then, you know, you, you, you could live on first Avenue and seventh street and uh, have a studio for $700 and, and make art all, all, all day round, right? And work at a cafe or a bar or bartend at night at the 10th Street Lounge, wherever it was. And um, so the two could have coexist. But in the last, I would say, 15, 20 years, I mean, you know, Alphabet City, East Village, I mean, you go, 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 go try to rent a place there. And, you know, in every corner, there's like a bank, a Starbucks, a Gap. So the... So you couldn't produce a Warhol or a Basquiat today in New York. You just can't. Uh, so, you know, we've seen a migration. A lot of the artists have gone to West. You know, L.A. is taking a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the creative talent out of New York. A lot of people have gone um, and, you know, moved to the West Coast. Uh, you know, Berlin saw that early rush. So, you know, th- those things matter, you know, in the... Um, in 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 where people choose to live and make art, right? Because there has to be that. Um, there's a lot of factors that need to be in place, right? Not just the the, the ability to mm-hmm. to make art, but also the the ecosystem around it, the people that are that are around around it, right? You know, if there's all bankers and uh, and lawyers and uh, and just you know professionals in general, right? Um, the the opportunity to exchange, you know. Um, ideas with other artists is become smaller and smaller, right? Or, because the playground is not there anymore. The watering yeah. holes, the cafes—they just, you know, they're just not there anymore. So, uh, and it's unfortunate, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I didn't imagine that uh, New York is, is like like this right now. I I never been there. Unfortunately, I hope to 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 fix it soon. But uh, in my mind, it was something different, something Berlin, but for uh, 
one hundred, one thousand times. Sure. But uh, but uh, what you said is it's not like this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the soul is as 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 left. I, f- I feel like the the uh, the edge that in New York had. I feel like it's gone. Um, and that's just my opinion of like you know of, of having lived it through the. Uh, you know, through that crucial period, you know, and, and seeing, and, you know, visiting now, you know, cause I live 90 miles from it. So I get to go there often enough to experience. And it's, I can, I can assure you, it's not the same, it's not the same place. Um, but um, I just can imagine how New York in the eighties looks like. <laughs> Look but, at yeah, like. <laughs> well, I, I recommend, uh, I recommend, well, I recommend renting, uh, oh, renting or, or, or streaming. There's a movie called downtown 81. Um, okay. and it's the, it's actually, it's actually a, a, a Basquiat film, you know, everybody, everybody, uh, runs, yes. you know, everybody, everybody that references Basquiat, you know, references the movie, but the, 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 the independent film production, but there's actually a movie with him, you know, actually, and, and that will give you the vibe that will pretty much sum up, um, New York for you in the eighties or nineties when it was at its most, you know, creative, uh, um, at its most creative, it's most, uh, um, interesting i think um you know it just did not have that, of course it just nice. did, did not have that polish that has now um and polish not in a good way i feel like it's you know it's uh mm-hmm. um it, it's just too slick now okay like i said you know they were, you before you know there was there was room for both you know you could have you know you could have been a um um, like I said, a, a banker, billionaire, a millionaire, whatever, or, or just a profession, and you know, and have your half of the city, even probably even more. But there was still that pocket of the city that was um, open and welcome, and um, and you know, in a way, made for the for the for the for the creative class, for the artists, right? And that was, you know, that yeah. was, um, and that was, you know, downtown. You know, it was the, the, it was the Alphabet City. It was the Lower East Side. It was the East Village. Um, and this was pre, you know, pre even Williamsburg, you know, it was pre, <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, the pre Brooklyn days, right. When, you know, it was still all about Manhattan. So, um, but so what, uh, Giovanni, what are you working on these days? What, uh, what projects are you currently working on that you want to share? Because uh, <laughs> as already said, I have, uh, I'm so, I, I, I cooking, lot of things in the pot, but uh, I cannot uh, reveal s- several of them. I cannot uh, speak about. Well, what I what I can say is that I am producing new remote artworks, and um, yes, schedule is the this um, exhibition group exhibition in LA at Dream Hollywood. The group exhibition at Nympha. But uh, wow. follow, follow follow me on uh, on, on Twitter or on on Instagram to <laughs> to see what's coming. To stay up to date on, jo- on Giovanni's uh, yes. uh, uh, goings on, <laughs> but uh, no, that of course, yes. obviously, right? Um, always the Twitter handle, right? It's always uh, the best place to get the, the 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 source of the updates. And I have a question for you, though, um, Giovanni. Uh, what? How long does it take you? That a typical premature work. Um, like what is the typical length of of produce of production time to create? I will say from one week to three week. Wow, three weeks. Now that includes also the document the documentation part of it, right? The 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 photography portion of it, right? Uh, yes, because 
doing it uh, with the flexology technique, it takes uh, it, it can takes uh, ten seconds from uh, thirty minutes yeah. to get one one piece, but the the ninety percent of the of the process uh, okay. compare compare all the two by two the the, the, the macros erase the unfocus thing and assemble together it's require it's always a, a, a kind of painful for the eyes yeah because it requires a lot of concentration a lot of uh, concentration at the, the site yeah okay in sense so, so it, it takes one week to three weeks. Yeah. And, and so it sounds like the bulk of the work is on the on, on the photographic aspect of the work and the post-production, right? All the digital uh, um, uh, manipulation and all that. So, okay, that's very, that's interesting. Um, Post-production in terms of assembling, polishing, yeah. uh, because I tried as much as possible to, uh, to be in... Um, loyal <laughs> to the original painting so if you see the, the original painting and the file is the or 99% of the time is the same shape without any okay any so there's very little manipulation then it's more about getting the perfect uh, the best per, the best possible uh, rendition or um, yes yes yeah, right yeah yeah it can be defined as a manual uh, uh, rendering <laughs> Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, all right. So, Giovanni, uh, we've we've uh, just crossed the one hour mark. So, uh, yes. I, I always like to end our call, uh, our uh, podcast with uh, everybody hates this question, but I, you know, I, I still like to, <laughs> I still like to ask it. So, so Giovanni in one year, Giovanni in five years, and Giovanni in twenty years. Where do we find him? Okay, so I <laughs> so March third, two thousand twenty-four. I prepare myself to answer this question. I will say that I used to not project myself uh, uh, like this big shot of time because I'm scaramantico um, um, uh, in uh, in English is. Um, how do you say scaramantico in English? Oh God, I should know that. I know it. I know it. Um, Oh my God! I'm drawing a blank. Uh, um, see, see, I, I see. I forgot Italian. I haven't learned English yet, so that's <laughs> that's. I have that's, it. I have it. Uh, superstitious. Superstitious. Super oh. oh, come on! <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I am superstitious. <laughs> of course, so, superstitious. Okay. Every no. time I I I project myself in a, in a long time. Uh, unforeseen, unforeseeable, uh, unforeseen circumstances come along. So, I want to say that uh, one of my big goals right now is to build up uh, um, a group of people that are um, interested in uh, in what I do, that support my vision and uh, support my work and the way I do it. Because uh, at the end of the day, I, I. What I do is a pioneering use of resolvity technique and owning a premature artwork means to be a pioneer as well and to belong to a new form of artistic expression. So step by step, 
I'm finding people that understand it and, and for most I understand the, the opportunity. Hmm. Thoughtful answer. <laughs> I love that. It's <laughs> a very thoughtful answer. Yeah, yeah. And well, let's so what about in 20 years? What what's Joanne doing in 20 years? In the very, very long term. <laughs> In, in, in 20 years, 20 years, um, I would say something bigger, but I, I aim to achieve something bigger only in 20 years. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> ah, that's good. I like the scope of the ambition. That's fantastic. Good. I, I can say I, I would like to, in terms of, uh, of career, I would like to, to exhibit, uh, at MoMA to to, mm. to have one of my premature art collection and uh, I don't want to say names but yeah. big uh, auction houses but I want to reach uh, these goals uh, not in 20 years but uh, earlier that's, <laughs> that's, I, a, that's a noble goal yeah. that's a noble goal <laughs> that's fantastic and I work out for this every day uh, that's how that's, you wake up and 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 live the day for it, right? Um, yeah, that's that, that's a that's a great discipline. That's that's very good plan. Um, okay, Giovanni. So sounds like we we have the show in. Um, I wanted to I wanted to thank you for taking the time to to talk to me. Um, uh, like I said, I was very very curious about the process, about the the art, and about the uh, the approach. And uh, I think it's been a very very uh, interesting and engaging conversation. So I want to thank you for taking the time to to join me on this podcast. Um, so I hope to see you soon. I hope to talk to you soon. And uh, and and thank you again. I would like to thank you for inviting me in, uh, in your podcast. It was um, was an, uh, a pleasure and an honor to. To talk with you to have the chance to talk about my my practice my work and really really thank you for that thank you thank you again giovanni and thank you to the audience for listening and uh, my name is michele colonna i'm the host of scrapbook and uh, you can find me on twitter at the handle m colonna 65 that's m colonna 65 and uh, i look forward to seeing you all on the next episode bye everybody